Welcome to the Prodigy Maker Show with Chris Lewitt. Chris Lewitt is an internationally recognized high performance coach, educator, and author of two best selling books, The Tennis Technique Bible and The Secrets of Spanish Tennis. Tune in weekly as Chris answers questions live from around the world and discusses topics in junior development, technical and tactical training, Spanish tennis methods and philosophies, and more. The Prodigy Maker Show is primarily focused on high-performance junior training and how to help children maximize their potential. The program features intelligent insight from Chris and debate from leaders in the high-performance industry. The show can be watched live on Chris Lewitt's Facebook profile, and video versions of the show are archived at youtube.com forward slash Chris Lewitt. And now, here's Chris. What's up, amigos? It's the Prodigy Maker Show, episode 55, Cardio is King. That's the title of the program. A uh, little morning live show action today, broadcasting from my house in Manchester, Vermont. It's absolutely gorgeous in Manchester this time of year. The fall foliage season has started, and everywhere you look, it's like a watercolor painting, a uh, beautiful time to come visit, by the way, like high-performance tennis training with me privately or semi-privately at the club, and you can also enjoy some of the amazing sightseeing that's here. Come on up, come for a visit. It's pretty, it's a special time of year here in Vermont. Cardio is king. I wanted to talk about my latest article in New York Tennis Magazine uh, of the same title, Cardio is King, where I've, I've already gotten some good feedback from people who have read the article, uh, some coaches and trainers uh, who agreed with me, where I basically argued that the pendulum has swung a little too far to the point where players and coaches, and sometimes parents too, don't stress any distance running, any, any type of... Um, uh, good stamina work, and that includes uh, biking and swimming. I'm going to just talk about running, but whenever I say running for stamina or endurance, I also mean swimming and biking. Those could be included with running. And I think that those triath triathlon sports, those, those three disciplines are really excellent to interweave into your tennis training. They're great cross-training for tennis. So you can plug in whichever you please. I'm going to talk more about the running side because I'm a runner and my son's a runner, so we do a lot of running together. But my son has also started triathlons, and which are a blast and a lot of fun, by the way. And I think that biking and swimming are excellent disciplines for building stamina and endurance for tennis, and they also have no impact. So I mean, we may talk about that a little bit later in the program. But I wanted to talk about why cardio is king and what's going on with the junior tennis world where kids don't run anymore they don't do stamina or endurance work and at the end of the program uh, following my uh, how I laid out my article in New York Tennis Magazine uh, it's the latest issue I think it's September October issue of New York Tennis Magazine if you want to grab it um, talk about just some advice for how to incorporate more stamina work into your training week. And I think I have some good you know, tips and 
and little tricks that I've that I've picked up over the years and that I also use with some of my students I even use for myself for my own game and my own um, fitness I think that will be helpful to you as well but but what has happened over the years where I think there's been some research about how you know long distance work can maybe slow players down and how I think some parents and coaches are maybe concerned about the pounding on the joints uh, which is legitimate but in general you can do running safely on a softer surface like um, grass or, or packed dirt. Packed dirt is really great or a track. A lot of tracks are cushioned now and I, I really don't believe that that if you're, you're running uh, for distance, for stamina, and then I'm talking short distances from anywhere from a mile to three miles, four miles, maybe uh, five miles, maybe 10K max. Sometimes my son and I, we run longer just for, uh, just for endurance building and, and um, for uh, overall you know, conditioning, muscular endurance, and, and, and to also build up our minds, make ourselves a little more mentally tough. But you, you can do maybe a once a week long distance run, but I'm talking about distances that are you know, a mile. Um, this includes repeats on the track, 400 meters, 800 meters. Um, repeats are fantastic. Uh, track work is fantastic to develop uh, endurance and all, you can also do speed work on the track, a little shorter distances, but uh, any kind of running, jogging for half an hour for time, jogging for a mile to three miles, which is a 3.1 miles is a 5K distance. 10K would be uh, 6.2 miles. For me, that, that's a little probably overkill for a tennis player, but you know, shorter distances where you're, you're pushing yourself at a, at a threshold level, which where you're having difficulty breathing, and um, also speed work on the track is excellent. Any kind of running in these kind of distances is so healthy for tennis players. And for some reason, in the last decades, that's gone away. And in my experience, most of the players who I see, like I see dozens and dozens of players at our summer camp, our high-performance summer camp from around the country, a lot of them never run. And they, they admit to me that I, I don't go for a jog, I, I don't go to the track, I don't, uh, I never, never don't run. Uh, and some of, some of the students that I work with who are, I'm very, I feel very fortunate or blessed that they are on maybe the cross country team where they're probably doing more mileage than they need to do to get, to get a good uh, stamina base, you know, good car to build up their cardiovascular endurance. But man, those kids always have an advantage, at least for me, from my perspective, when they, when they get on the court because they never run out of gas and they're also very mentally tough. They're able to concentrate for, for a long time. They ne they're never sucking wind. They're never, their heart rate never gets uh, too high. And I think that's a huge, huge advantage. On the tennis court, it allows you to focus better and allows you to think clearly. And that's something that they stress a lot in Spain. You know, I've studied in Spain for many years and I wrote The Secrets of Spanish Tennis, which is a very popular uh, book about Spanish tennis training methodology and philosophy. And, and in Spain, they have a very similar philosophy where they 
They do, uh, they build up a lot of stamina, whether it's through off-court running and conditioning or on the court where the drills are, are longer and, and, and uh, they make the players suffer through, through exercises on the court. But um, in Spain, this is a, a big part of their mental toughness. They have um, play, they believe in making players very physically fit and building up their endurance and stamina, and that makes them more mentally tough. So for me, it's quite alarming here in New York or in the Northeast United States where I see players who actually don't run at all, don't consider themselves runners, don't do any stamina work, whether that's running or biking or swimming, uh, never go to a track, never, never go for a weekend uh, run in the park, things like that. That's alarming to me at, because I, I feel they're missing out on a huge part of what makes you a stronger tennis player, both mentally and physically. Uh, huge, because having stamina is a huge asset on the tennis court. So why aren't we training that? I think there's been some research over the years which, where scientists are worried that there may be, you may be making it, running a kid slow. You know, there's been, you know, I, ha I have to do more research on that. And I don't know if there is sufficient research out there. I have to check the literature, the sports science literature. But I don't believe that that's happening to my athletes or to myself or uh, to the kids that I work with, that they're running enough, enough mileage, enough quantity that's actually going to um, affect their muscle fiber type or, or make them sl uh, literally slower. Because obviously, any kind of stamina work that you're doing, you're going to combine it with some speed work, some agility work. It shouldn't just be all or nothing uh, running, you know, 20, 30, 40 miles a week. That, that's excessive. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about just learning to run, learning to enjoy running, learning how, how to run uh, intervals on the track, uh, repeats on the track, learning how to... Uh, Learn, learn how to love to go out on, for a jog, go for a nice tempo run or a threshold run where you're pushing yourself uh, a little harder, or even just a recovery run. Uh, uh, where so, like some coaches will call it, some running coaches will call it a shakeout run, just, just an easy run to um, maybe flush the metabolic waste and um, maybe refresh mentally. You know, the discipline of running um, the joy of running, I think that's lost in the tennis players that I'm seeing. And, and that's kind of what I'm talking about. I, I think that, for example, when I have uh, players come to the summer camp or come here to the academy to train, I want to see, I want to know. I usually, at, at, at one time or another, I'm going to inquire whether, you, you know, you do any running? Do you like to run? I would just, I, I ask that question a lot, players. You, you like to run? And man, most, most of the kids now, they say, no, no, I don't, I don't run, I don't do that. But to me, to be a tennis player is to be a runner. It's like equals, tennis player equals runner. So I, I think it's uh, strange when, it, when I see even high-level tennis players, like nationally-ranked kids or you know, really, really uh, highly-ranked players, competitive players, and they say, no, 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 I, I don't, I'm not a runner. I don't run. I, I, I play tennis. 
but I, I don't run. Uh, in Spain, for example, running and tennis, they're, they're interwoven, they're, they're interconnected, they, they're, they're not separate, you can't separate them. To be a tennis player is to be a, a runner. Because, the, because running is part of suffering in the game. And in Spain, you're taught very early on that tennis is a game of suffering. Tennis is a game where you run and you suffer. And so I guess, partly because I trained so many years and studied so many years in Spain, when I meet players and I start training them, new players or, or players who I meet in the camp or I don't know very well, I'm trying to inculcate this, uh, this, uh, this value, this uh, love of running, this joy of running, this acceptance of, also the acceptance of suffering. And to me, they're, they're, these are all interrelated ideas. And so many kids now don't embrace that which uh, I think is alarming. And at the end of the day, it's going to hurt their results. They're not going to be as successful on the tennis court. Because what you want is a bulletproof player. You want a player who just never runs out of gas, never, their heart rate's not getting uh, excessively high where they, where they have trouble focusing, they have trouble breathing, uh, where their cardiovascular system is struggling. And the players who have that well of stamina. The players who have that physical endurance, you have a high VO2 max, where you're, you're, when your heart is working at its maximum capacity, they're, they're able to transfer a lot of oxygen to the, the working muscles at, this, you know, at the cellular level. When the players have a high VO2 max, it's much easier to be mentally tough. It's much easier to stay calm. It's much easier to focus, to plan your strategy, basically to think. And in my opinion, as a high performance coach, I see a lot of players who are not even close to that threshold for endurance, for VO2 max, for stamina. And when they get on the court, they struggle. They struggle with a lot of focusing issues, controlling their emotions, concentration, strategy, anxiety. These are the things that, you know, they're, they're, these are the things that are, from, in my opinion, and I believe this very, very strongly, very closely connected to your stamina, which is usually related to whether you uh, are embrace running or not. It could be biking or swimming or other, you know, any other stamina building cross-country skiing has to be a, a stamina discipline, not downhill skiing, because I have a lot of kids who say, well, I, I did a lot of skiing this weekend, and uh, you know, it's good for my fitness. It is good for your fitness, but not for your stamina. It doesn't, doesn't help with your cardiovascular endurance. So, all right, thanks for the notes, guys. Is something wrong with the um, connection here? I hope we got all the volume, but uh, I'll check it. I hope we got all this recorded well. Some of the comments are saying that the volume's not coming through. We, maybe we're having some internet connection issues. But um, to me, this is uh, the, the, the stamina training and the mental toughness, is they, they are directly related. And I think that's what some of the research has missed. Like if you have a, a sports scientist focusing on 
the, the physical the physical ramifications of doing a lot of distance running. But for, for me as a coach, I'm also worried, I'm very, very dialed in on what are, what are the mental, what are the mental effects of running. And I, I think a lot of times the research that's out there hasn't really focused on that part of the deal. Uh, because uh, obviously would want, you wouldn't want a kid to run so much mileage that it's affecting their uh, injury rate, like they're having too much pounding on their joints or um, things, things like that. I'm not advocating for that. Uh, you don't want a kid to run so much that they start, that they actually change their muscle fiber type or their muscle fibers types start, start, start adapting where they're getting uh, slower muscle fiber types and actually makes them slower, like they can't sprint as fast. That's not what I'm advocating for either. But what I'm saying is, there's definitely a, a middle ground where you can, you can get some mileage in, especially if you're not having a heavy training week, but you can get a good swim in, you can get a good bike in. Those are the sports that I love, the, triath the triathlon sports for cross training for tennis. Uh, if, you're worried more, if you're worried about pounding on the joints, if your player has some, some injuries that you need to uh, account for, swimming and biking are excellent adjuncts uh, for cardio training. And I think these things are critical for the player unless the only exception, I, I talked about this in the article, the only exception is if a player is, is doing you know, 20 hours a week of tennis, 25 hours a week of tennis, very intense tennis work, I think they actually probably don't need to do extra cardio or um, stamina work. It also depends on the, the phase of the year that you're in, developmentally, according to uh, uh, a, you know, your periodized plan. I would say definitely more running uh, stamina endurance work in the off-season, not, not pre-comp or during a competitive phase. So during a, during a building phase, an off-season phase, you, you're probably going to do more of the... Uh, of the of, of distance work, but uh, probably not as much pre-comp or, or in competition. So uh, with, that, with that caveat, I think it's a really beneficial thing for players. Uh, I wish parents and coaches would, you know, some parents and coaches get it, especially a parent who maybe was a runner in, their, in college or, or uh, in, their, in their past, but I think a lot of coaches and parents have moved away from the idea of just you know, embracing running, embracing stamina work. And a lot of players, I hate to say it, are getting a little soft. You know, they, they want to do their tennis, maybe go lift a little weights, but they don't want to do that suffering part, the running part, the track work, the, uh, the distance work, maybe, you know, going for a uh, run in the park. They don't really want to, they want to sort of cut that out. And I think a lot of kids in New York, especially, who are pressed for time, or any kid who's pressed for time has a big academic load, they're not, they usually cut out their stamina work, their endurance work. See, I think that should be first. Uh, not going to the gym and lifting for the biceps, which a lot of, a lot of boys will lo you know, love to do, but the, the running work is very important. And I, I would advise that players do that first. They get their, get their cardio, their stamina work first before doing the gym work or any other work off the court for that matter. Because at the end of the day, having that, that stamina 
uh, having that ability to keep your heart rate lower under pressure, under stress, is going to translate into, into uh, you know, a, a calmer uh, attitude on the court, less anxiety, better focus, better toughness. Very similar to what they do in the military, in the Army, Navy, the armed forces. You know, you, you go, you develop, you've got to develop an athlete who is uh, physically superior so that they can be mentally superior. So for me, though, that connection is, is vital. I noticed that in, in, in the military uh, that, you know, when we used to play, like I played at Cornell and we used to play you know, uh, Army and, and Navy, and those guys were always the, the fittest, most mentally tough teams that we played because they, the, you know, they, they had to run as part of their discipline uh, in school. And they, they, they were always the fittest, uh, toughest guys uh, that, we, that we played in our division. And it's the same in Spain. Spain has a very similar philosophy. When you play a Spanish guy in the tour, uh, you know that you're going to get a fighter. You know that you're going to get someone who doesn't run out of gas, who doesn't give up. And when you don't have that endurance or stamina, oftentimes you don't have those, those, that mental toughness aspect. You don't have those qualities. So kids need to toughen up. Parents need to go uh, stress this with their children. Coaches need to stress this with their players, their students. And they will, the, the players will benefit tremendously on the court. We have a, a high prevalence of parents looking to psychologists to make their kids tougher. I think it's a lot simpler that from, in many cases, um, kids should just put on some running shoes and go to the track and get tougher there. And that will, that will not solve everything. But a lot of times I have parents who are asking me, can I, uh, should I, or we are bringing our kid, or should we bring our kid to a psychologist right now? He's struggling with this, he's struggling with that. And the kid's just clearly out of shape. He's not in good shape. I think this, that's putting the cart way before the horse. You want to make sure the kid is in very good shape. I mean, a good fitness trainer is maybe the best mental coach you can have. And, and the great fitness trainers oftentimes do have a profound impact on the psychology of their athletes, their players. I think money's much better spent on the trainer uh, and getting a kid fit and then assessing where they are mentally rather than trying to go the other way around. To me, a foundation of fitness and endurance is a key foundation uh, for mental toughness. So uh, like if it was a pyramid or if you're building a house, the, the foundation has to be that fitness level which is often achieved with extra running. It can be done on the court with a tre uh, tremendous amount of hours and high intensity on the court. But in my experience, most players, unless they're, they're, they're international level players or national level players, they're not training that many hours to, um, um, to achieve the level of cardiovascular endurance that they need. So that most, most players in most situations can benefit from some added um, mileage, some added track work, where they're really trying to build up their VO2 max. So I'd like to talk about a few, some tips, some advice for how you can uh, get some of this training into your, into your weekly regimen. Uh, I wrote about this in, in the magazine article.
the first one and I was just talking about is, you know, run before lifting weights or run, bike, swim before you lift your weights. Train the heart and lungs before the biceps. And so many kids love to go to the gym and lift the superficial muscles that you can see at the beach, you know, the chest and the, the guns, the, the biceps. And that's great. And it's great to get a kid excited about gym work, becoming a gym rat and getting stronger. But I believe the priority should be the stamina and the lungs and the heart. So do that first. You know, if you have a limited amount of time, break it up and in, in, in do 30 minutes of, of your running or your, your, um, your uh, stamina work before you go and, and do your, your strength training or uh, even your injury prevention. I think the injury prevention is another very, very important part of uh, tennis. I've done podcasts and written articles about how players don't do enough injury prevention. But to me, really, those should probably be first. The running, the stamina work, the injury prevention work, and then like the more strength and, and conditioning power, lift, lifting for power and strength, that should come uh, uh, third. The injury prevention and the, the stamina work are, to me, the priorities in uh, tennis players' off-court conditioning. In terms of running, I, I, I like to run, and I, I don't have great uh, knees. I have, um, and I, my back is, is uh, I've had some back issues over the years. Is I always tried to run. Uh, I limit my running on hard surfaces, so you can. I, I don't think it's an excuse to not run because you're worried about uh, pounding on the joints. Because you can run on something soft with lo with less of an impact. Uh, hard dirt, uh, dirt pack trail. Um, going to the park, you can run on grass. You can run on turf on a turf court, turf field. You can run. Uh, a lot of tracks now are cushioned. So those are excellent options for running. And, and um, if you do need to run on the, the road or the sidewalk, I prefer the road. It's, it's, a, it's a bit softer impact than the, um, than the sidewalk. Hard stone on the sidewalk is, I think, probably the, the worst. And yeah, you probably wouldn't want to do that too much. If you're a tennis player and you're playing a lot of hours on the court, I wouldn't recommend going out and running on the the uh, the sidewalk or even the road very much because it, it, it is a, a lot for the lower body to absorb a lot of uh, pounding for the lower body to absorb um, it's very important not to run too high mileage so when I say running I you know I, a mile a couple miles 5k 10k distance maybe on a longer you know longer run day but but this is uh, not a regimen of 20 30 i would say tw i mean 20 miles a week would be a lot for um, a tennis player who's training uh, maybe in the off season uh, i think it's probably pushing it because what you want to do is mix the some of the distance running mix the distances mix you know there should be intervals here and there should be um a variety of distances. I think a variety of distances when you run and do stamina work is healthy. And, and mixing up swimming and biking uh, with running is also very healthy. Uh, not just to run, you know, but running is the easiest thing to do because it, it's so simple. You just put on some shoes and you can do it anywhere. It's not as easy sometimes to bike. It's not as easy sometimes to find a place to swim. 
So I think running is just so, it's so pure and so simple and it's, it's so convenient. You can take your running shoes anywhere. Uh, but but uh, mixing the distances and, uh, and the speeds, the tempos, is, is really important. So I think it's not a good idea to go out and run 20 or 30 miles just slow jogging all the time. But you could do a five-miler. You could do a three-miler. You could go out and do a mile test, which is uh, you know, maybe 15, 16, 1,600 meters. You could go out and do... Uh, 800 meter repeats which are killer which are te are just terrible they're 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 brutal uh you can do 400 meter repeats 600 meter repeats um you know you, and if you don't have a track you can sort of estimate those distances maybe on a on a uh, in a park or on a road uh and and you can sort of simulate running on a track even if you don't have access to a track there's lots of, of ways to figure this out at my uh, when we lived in New Jersey, we had a we had a, like a neighborhood street near our house, and I I mapped it out, I, I measured it out for uh, it was 400 meters around the block. So my son and I we didn't we weren't close to a track, but we used to go out and do 400 meters or variations of of you know distances around the our simulated quote unquote track near our house, um, and I mean it wasn't a track it was just a a, block, a neighborhood block. But we measured it out, and it, you know, it, it was actually very good training. And uh, we just made use of, of the environment that we had. We had a, a block that was about 400 meters, and then so we could do different lengths of, of, uh, of sprints there, or we could do longer runs there, and it was, you know, it was fantastic. Uh, it was a hard surface, but uh, you know, you only do that once or twice a week, and then the next day you run on something soft, or you bike, or you swim. Um, but but think about variety as uh, as a key to healthy stamina building healthy stamina work. So uh, one mile, three miles, uh, different speeds. Sometimes like at a a, a a recovery run would be at a talking where you could like a pace where you could talk. A a a threshold or a tempo run is a, a a faster pace where you're pushing your heart rate higher. Uh, and then you have sprints, which are like your maximum heart, where your heart's pumping at its maximum capacity. So you have these, these different tempos and different distances that you can play with to try to juice up your cardiovascular system, your cardiopulmonary system. I think that's really uh, important that you, you don't just put on your shoes and run slowly mile after mile after mile each week. I think that's where the research uh, and scientists uh, have been concerned about in terms of making your, your, making your muscle type slower. I think it has to be a lot of volume to have that kind of effect. And uh, I'm not advocating that. I'm advocating, maybe if you're on vacation and you're not playing any tennis and you just want to go out and do some, do some mileage every day to keep your heart and lungs strong and keep a base level of, of fitness, that, that's the good thing on a weekend, on a, on a vacation or a holiday when you're not on the court but that would not be good for during training weeks when you're playing a lot of tennis and i wouldn't advocate that for uh, longer term off-court uh, stamina work so variety variety and uh, adjusting the tempos and the distances one of the things that i love to do with my son and also to keep my own fitness strongest, I sign up for a, 
I've fallen in love with these 5K races that are they're held usually a Saturday or Sunday morning. They're they're inexpensive, and I highly recommend them to my students now, and I recommend them to you guys if you're able to. Uh, there's a great website called Running in the USA. That's one of my favorite resources it's called Running in the USA. I believe that's what it's called, runningintheusa.com. And they have all the races that you can search. They have a searchable database. And so if your kid uh, doesn't have a tournament, sign him up for uh, Saturday morning 5K. It doesn't take very long. It's super fun. It's competitive. You know, they have to prepare mentally and nutritionally just like for a tournament. I think there's just so many benefits to that. It's 3.1 miles. You know, there might be music playing, there'll be people, a crowd's cheering, and it's competitive, you know? It's, it's a mental challenge as well. You have to be fierce and you have to be willing to suffer. Then you have to push yourself. And, and it's just a great way. It may, maybe it doesn't, you know, there, maybe a 5K takes 20 or you know, 30 minutes, depending on your fitness level for most people. And uh, what a great way to start a Saturday or a Sunday. And then you could still, then you go from there to your tennis practice later in the day. Uh, to me, that is uh, just such, a, such an awesome thing. And I sort of fell in love with those races in the last couple of years because I just was looking for something to help my son. My son's a competitive cross-country runner. And I was looking for something to, um, something to challenge him and help him. And it's something that we actually do together now. Uh, parent and child can run together. So another, it's another way that if you're a parent, you can spend time, healthy time, uh, healthy pursuit. You can go and run with your child, uh, be a good role model. You don't have to run at the same speed. It's a race, you know, the, the, the times are separated. Um, and just a blast. Afterwards, you can enjoy some fresh fruit uh, or, um, you know, you can go out for breakfast or, or whatever you'd like to do. It just makes a, it's a great way, uh, I think, uh, as a, for a parent to uh, spend time with their child, a uh, great way to spend a Saturday or Sunday morning. And it's so healthy, good for, it's good for long-term, you know, lifetime fitness, good habit to, to, to learn how to go, you know, go for a run, go, go to a race. And um, also very, very good cross training for tennis, obviously. Another thing uh, that I recommended in uh, my last article is maybe instead of investing in a psychologist, invest in a track coach or a cross country coach who will take, go on runs with your child, who will um, teach your child, your player, good running technique on the track. Take, you show them how to do track workouts. Maybe uh, you know, partner with them on a longer run to give them some uh, support and some motivation. That would, might be a very good use of your money rather than spending you know, some of these psychologists or two or $300 per hour. I think that's, it's nuts. If you have a kid who's out of shape, who doesn't have good stamina or endurance, they're not gonna be mentally tough. I don't care how many, I don't care if you got the best, if you have Dr. Jim Lair himself, working with your kid, you know, helping their mind. They need to have that physical toughness, the physical stamina. So maybe invest in a track coach. I, 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 uh, I have some guys who, whom I recommend to families that I work with. I try to have a network of people who, you know, some, because a lot of trainers are not really runners. 
or they don't have a track and field background. So a lot of trainers are good with like the, the gym stuff, but they may not have much of a background in speed, speed training or running technique or um, things like that. So, you know, try to find a coach who knows how to develop speed, who knows how to work on the running technique. There are, there are trainers who have taken special courses in, in speed mechanics and speed development and uh, maybe have a background in track or running and they can really provide some insight and expertise that would help your player. I think that is uh, very valuable. In addition, I, I do have many of my athletes join the cross country team uh, or the track and field team when they're not in tennis season. Uh, a lot of high school, a lot of some of my high school athletes do that. I highly recommend that. Now it does take some time away from tennis training, so you have to balance that. The, the commitments for the team can't be too onerous because tennis has to be the priority. But just in general, a joining a cross country team. Uh, or joining a track and field team is tremendously beneficial for uh, a tennis player. Uh, it's fun. You're on a team. You're running with a team. So it's, there's a, a social aspect. Uh, and also, it's just tremendous cross-training. It's very good for the off-season, very good for a, a, a pre, uh, when you're in a building phase of your periodized plan. Just really good. Sometimes you have to be careful because the team might be doing too much mileage. If the, if the team is running on hard surfaces all the time, you can get some over, um, you can get some uh, soft tissue injuries or you can get some uh, joint pain, uh, whether it's ankle, knee, or in the, in the lower back. Have to be careful that the coach is not overdoing it. So it has to be monitored. Well, I would say uh, track and field, is, if it's on a rubberized track, and it's uh, intervals or short, shorter, shorter distances, um, maybe a, bit, a little better. But I have a lot of players who are on the cross-country team. I worry about overuse and injuries during that time. But um, uh, uh, we usually monitor that, and we don't have any issues. All right, guys, I got to, uh, I got to get on the court here. I have a player coming in. But I, I wanted to uh, share these ideas with you about stamina work. Project Maker Show, episode 55. I will uh, check in with you guys on the next program. We've got an exciting episode 56 coming up. I'll, I'll share, share the details with you soon. Thank you, guys. Adios. We hope you enjoyed the program. Please give us a five-star review on iTunes and recommend the show to your friends. We greatly appreciate your likes and shares. Thank you for your support of the show and for helping us grow our audience. If you would like to train with Chris, please visit chrislewitt.com for more info. You can also join Chris's online school, clta.teachable.com, and follow his blog at prodigymaker.com. A reminder that all show archives can be found at youtube.com forward slash chrislewitt, and the show can be watched live on Facebook. Just search Chris Lewitt on Facebook to join the show. Thanks for listening, and see you next time. Vamos!